Well, day one of Crufts at the NEC. Goodness me, it's good to be back. And what a great opportunity, once again, to start meeting some incredible people. Claire, Witt, great for you to join me in the studio here Thank at uh, Crufts. Now, your area of work is prisons. It is indeed. And we'll get on to why dogs are important to you in a moment. But first of all, Claire, tell me about your job within the prison service. So um, I'm um, head of what they call safer custody or safety within the prisons um, or within my prison. Um, and that includes things like self-harm, violence, um, I deal with death in custody, um, but it's just making sure that the men are um, who are in our charge are kept safe from um, anybody else but also from themselves. Now, I mentioned we'd come on to the dog bit, which is why you're at uh, Crufts. Uh, you're here as a guest as Pets of Therapy, who you've been working with. Tell me how you're using dogs. So, um, so Matt Robinson from Pets of Therapy um, introduced himself to us probably nearly three years ago. And um, we thought it was a fantastic opportunity to actually bring Pets of Therapy's um, ethos into all of the G4S prisons. And we're now in four of our sites. Um, and we used that. Well, we started off thinking that we would use them for our residents mainly, um, and that they would be really good in connection with keeping people calm, keeping people um, on a level. Um, but in actual fact, we use them equally as much for our staff, and particularly during um, the COVID, obviously pandemic. Um, and lockdowns that we have experienced. Of course, prison staff have continued to work. We don't shut down no matter what happens. So um, so obviously it's been really beneficial for them as well. Um, and we love having the dogs on site. Um, our pets as therapy is slightly different to the community one. So um, our pets are all pets of members of staff. They go through the same training as the pets of therapy dogs. Um, but they belong to our staff group, staffing group. So um, currently we have five dogs that we are using on a regular basis and I have eight in waiting to be trained. Um, and it just, it brings a whole new dynamic to the workplace. It really does, it's been really beneficial. Give me an example, perhaps a little more detail of how it, how it works with a prisoner. So um, when they bring a dog in, they have to um, sign up to spend um, a set amount of time, which can't be a long time, but on the prison wings or with the prisoners. Um, so they will walk the dogs around through the wings or through workplaces when it's safe to do so. Um, and the prisoners will just come up to the dogs and pet them. Sometimes um, we will go to cells. So if someone is having a bit of a crisis and we know that the dogs calm them, we will take that dog to that particular cell and they'll spend only a maximum of maybe 10 minutes with the dog, but you can noticeably see people relax and to um, get much more chilled in their demeanor, definitely. And, and we have seen reductions in things like self-harm, which is quite surprising considering we have had a lot of lockdown during the pandemic. So, um, so that's been a really big thing for us. And I think, um, I think things could have been very different if we hadn't already got these dogs on board and had them actually in place. Um, so, it, but it's worked brilliantly. So, what does the training involve for the member of staff who wants to have their dog involved in this? So, um, they have to sign a contract, um, which is done in conjunction with um, Peps um, as therapy, um, which 
um, details all sorts of things about the things that they must keep. Um, so they must keep their dog in good health. Um, their dog has to pass certain tests, so it can't be allowed to jump up at people. It must come to heel when it's called. Um, it's, we're not supposed to feed them, um, but I can guarantee you that several <laughs> custard creams happen every single time they come into uh, the prison. Um, we've actually had to put dog treats on our canteen list so that the prisoners stopped feeding the dog's biscuits, bless them. Um, but yeah, so, so there are certain things, certain behavioural things that you look for. So someone who is quite gentle, someone who is very... Um, amenable around other dogs as well because we quite often have more than one dog on site at a time um, but then they also have to go through certain agility things so like I say walk to heel um, actually go to somebody else or be walked off on a lead with somebody else because there will be time when obviously the owners have to do things um, which are to do with their job and the dog will get left with somebody else um, but overall the training is it's it's not difficult in any shape or form, but you just have to have a dog that responds really well. Yeah. You've alluded to and mentioned the potential changes that you can see in the behaviours of prisoners by using the dogs. Is there also a noticeable difference in the relationship between the prison staff member who brings their dog in and the prisoners? Because I, I get a sense, and I suspect a lot of people who don't know much about prisons, that, that it is very combative and, and, and quite challenging. And is that, do the dogs help overcome some of that? They do help overcome some of that, but certainly in the prison that I work at, um, we call it a community and it really does have that community feel to it. Um, so we, we don't have an awful lot of violence, but what we did find was it, it made um, staff who might not have direct contact with prisoners, when they've got their dog with them, they will go and have direct contact. So it gives a different outlet, a different point of view that isn't just an officer's point of view. So some of our, our people who bring in their dogs might work in programs, they work in the offender management unit, they work in our admin department. Um, so it just, it just gives other people the opportunity to um, have an input into how the community actually runs and works. Right. You mentioned your prison, which is which one? HMP Rye Hill. Now, you work for G4S. I do. Uh, and there are, I think they have five uh, prisons, I see. But this also runs in, in the state-run prisons as well, doesn't it? It does, yes. G4S clearly have made an investment in this programme in terms of time and resource because you're seeing benefits and those benefits presumably are measurable on a month-by-month -month basis. Um, yes they are so we have seen a reduction in in particular in self-harm over the past two years. Now whether or not that is entirely down to the pack dogs I couldn't possibly tell you but we do use the pack dogs in particular with people who do have major anxiety problems because they do just bring that sense of calm. Um, and I, I'm 100% certain that it has certainly contributed to that decrease. Um, and we do see a lot less. And we've had several real successful cases of people who self-harmed an awful lot who now either rarely self-harm or haven't self-harmed for a six-month period. Um, which is a massive achievement if that is something that's ingrained in your behaviour. Absolutely. Um, we're in a very, very busy day one at Crush. We are. You can, you can <laughs> hear the noise behind us. People are so pleased to be back uh, here at um, Crufts. Um, I take it you're a dog lover and you have a dog. I don't have a dog, no. actually. No. Um, I love dogs um, and I have never owned a dog in my life, not even when I was a child. 
Um, but lots of my friends have dogs and I go dog walking with them at the weekend because I love it so much. Um, but I just work too long hours, it wouldn't be fair on the dog. And although I could bring it to work once, maybe once a week even, I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving a dog at home for those long periods. So I haven't indulged yet. And I'm a little way off retirement, but that is one of the first things I will be doing when I eventually get there. I've had a lot of experience of seeing the sort of dogs that you might uh, want to take up. Absolutely. Well, I've never been to Crufts before, and I'm just blown away today. 25 acres. I hope you've got uh, comfortable shoes on. I do. (laughs) Claire, it's been absolutely lovely to catch up with you and hear about the fantastic work going on at G4S uh, in the prisons. And, of course, your brilliant relationship with uh, Pets as Therapy, a charity, as I know, and they do have a website you can search for them pets as therapy um, and what would you say to people just finally if they wanted either more information about the prison service um, and uh, of course the work that uh, you're doing with pets as therapy um, certainly in respect of the prison service I would suggest going on to um, the website um, all prison services are recruiting at the moment so we're more than happy to to look at many candidates in respect of that and in respect of pet therapy they have their own website um, and the work that we do um, with them gets highlighted through them um, and they they all put out some communication um, in connection with that we have they have recently been to our Oakwood um, prison and they did a filming piece for um, a program as well so things like that you can get through them or online so yeah um, there's lots of different ways of doing it um, but I just if if you have a dog and you've ever thought of you know using that or you have the time to volunteer as a you know with the pets as therapy just look into it because it gives so much um, joy to the people that you see but also an immense amount of satisfaction to the people who actually take their dogs in as well so it's a real win-win situation great to see you here at crufts enjoy the rest of the show claire thank you